right. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about God. He's He's just so amazing. And um, he chose us. And, and yes, he does. Even when you're not good at it. Okay. All right. Um, I want to talk to you tonight um, about this purpose that we've been talking about all month. This is the, the last day. And so <clears throat> I want to go to Psalms chapter number 37. And um, I want to use as a topic tonight, commit to his purpose. Okay? Say commit. commit. Say I'm committed. I'm committed. To his purpose. To his purpose. Say my purpose. My purpose. Has to become. Has to become his purpose. His purpose. Alright? And 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 when your purpose gets on the throne, I'm I'm gonna share something with you. It's all bad. The moment you put your purpose on the throne and God now is no longer on the throne, it works out all bad. But as long as he's on the throne and you submit and commit to his way and his purpose, it's all good. Amen? So all things work how? For those who love God and what? Now, here's the deal. All of you were called, and he has what's called great purpose on your life. Okay? Um, in, in the book of Exodus, I think there's um, one verse. Um, one verse in the book of Exodus. I, I want to read to you before we read that. One verse in um, Exodus chapter 9. I want to read this verse to you. It says, but I indeed for this purpose have raised you up. This is the Lord. For I indeed for this purpose have raised you up. That I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. God spoke that to Moses, but he's speaking the same word to you. His purpose is all about his name. So if you're saying you belong to the Lord Jesus and your actions don't line up that way, you are not allowing the power of God in which he purposed and called you out of darkness, out of your Egypt experience, so that he could demonstrate his power in your life. God has a plan, and he's going to get his way. Check this out. When you detour from the plan, it affects your whole family. 
One simple detour. When you know better, you got to do better. Amen? One detour, and here's what happened. Most detours are because of self-pleasure. God has purpose in your life and is that his power may be demonstrated. And when his power is demonstrated, people come to know who God is. And he's chosen you for that purpose. So you can't let what you want to do, even if it's a simple thing. If it does not line up with you being the temple of the living God, then you shouldn't do it. Because it's affecting more than you. But all I did was this. It's affecting more than you. Your purpose is so much bigger than you. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go. Um, We're going to read verse 1 through... Five. We may go further. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to read it and then we'll come back to it. Do not fret for evildoers. Do not fret for evildoers, nor be envious of, of the workers of iniquity, for they shall be soon, they shall soon be cut down like what? Grass and wither as the green herb. Then, then he says, trust, don't don't fret on what's going on in the evil realm and don't get, don't be afraid. He says, and, and trust, he says, trust in the Lord and what? Do good. Do what? Trust in the Lord and what? Right? So don't only trust God, but when you trust him, do good. Everything that God did is good. And so he says, as you trust him, do good. And he says, dwell in the land and feed on what? His faithfulness. Has God ever left you? When you were doing wrong, did God bring you back? God has always been with you. No matter if you were right or if you were wrong, God has been faithful. And that's what we need to feed on. How faithful your God is. Because if you feed on faithfulness, I I heard that you are what you eat. If you feed on faithfulness, you become faithful. Verse number four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Again, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked scheme. To pass. Okay, I want to stop right there. Um, well, no, I don't. Cease from anger and forsake wrath and do not fret. It only causes harm. 
So, so in this particular um, psalm, there is a heritage of righteousness. David is writing about calamity coming from the wicked, but he's saying, don't fret. And then he begins to brag on the trusting of the Lord and how, what God does when you trust him. And so God didn't save you so that you could trust you. God saved you so that you would trust him. Because truly, there is no one that could ever declare that I saved myself. You know that it was the power of the Lord. And if the power of the Lord can deliver you from this, he could definitely deliver you from that. And so the enemy will cause you to try to look at what's going on around you. But God wants you to look at what's going on in you. And and so he gives, gives us his spirit. Right. And, and his plan all along was that the spirit he gives us, that is his power working in us. It is not so much us doing it, but it is him doing it inside of us. Thereby, the works of God is much bigger than the gifts of God. God is working out everything in your life. And sometimes it would seem like you're doing it. But here's the truth. He's doing it through you. So so this particular text, verse number five, I want to I want to lift that out. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Also trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. So the writer is saying in order for us to operate in the purpose of God, we have got to commit to God. Okay, and so uh, there's two things that I want to talk about tonight. And the first one, the writer lifts out. He says, commit your way. Okay, he does not say your ways. Because Jesus is the way he is not the ways. There is only one way. And that is through Christ Jesus. And so when when you are if you are not in Christ, there are many other ways. But in Christ, you only have one way. And so you're going to have to commit to that way. What way is that? The way that Jesus is directing you because you have been chosen so that you could commit. Now, a commitment means that you would stay there, okay? And sometimes we get committed, but the issue becomes we're committed based on circumstance. I'll commit, but if this happens, I'm out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We, we, we commit... With a thought in our mind, what if? If this happens, I'm done. And so we put more emphasis trying to prepare this from not happening than to just be committed to God. And if you get committed to God, you don't have to worry about trying to prevent that. So commitment. Commitment means to 
When you commit to God, you are rolling your way into him. Now it's no longer yours. So your way changed now. So you cannot please you anymore. You have to please God. So God's purpose is for you to please him. And you can't please him trying to get your way. The issue is we as people want our way. You want it to happen when you want it to happen. But God does not work on our time schedule. And his way is not our way. (laughs) And so he says, give me your way so that you don't start head tripping. Because the only time that we have head issues and thought issues is because our way is not locked in him. Because when your way gets locked in him, you already know he's faithful. So you don't even worry about it no more because, you know, God is going to work it out. And so he says, what delays God from working things out in our life? Somebody said it. He said us. But what is it about us? There's a word that begins with a D. (laughs) That's a good word, but that's not the one. I'm looking for it. It's a word that begins with a D, and then the next one is O. So you say D, and you say O. Then it has something to do with you. So you got to put a U in there. That's a that's a word. So James says, he says, don't he says, don't doubt because doubting. Let me pull it up real quick. James. James chapter one, I believe. Okay, James chapter Number one, verse number six. Okay, it's on the wall. Somebody read it. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Okay, so, so God says... Let let him who asks, ask in faith. So when you ask God, you're getting out of the way of God. Sometimes we ask God and then we tell God how to do it. Right? Because you are still trying to get your way. But when you, when you, listen, when you ask God and you say, God, I, it doesn't really matter how you do what you're going to do. And no matter even whatever you're going to do anyway, just do me while you're doing it. Because I don't really know what needs to be done, but I trust you and I know you've been faithful. And see, because when you do that, then you won't be doubting because uh, doubt comes from your thoughts. What you think about God. How many of you believe God could do anything? So then that means no more doubting. Because when you doubt, the word says you're like waves of the sea driven 
and tossed by the word. You're, you're all over the place. There's no consistency in you. Your thoughts are all over the place. You're thinking this, you're thinking that, and you're sitting down and you're trying to just think it all out. Sit yourself down and let God be who he is. And stop trying to think and process everything. Just start giving God some praise and thank him for being who he is and being the one that works everything out. Oh, boy. Somebody say I'm committed. All right. So he says, he says, commit your way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Bring what to pass? His word. Anthony, can you, um, or Andrani, can you put Exodus 9, 16 on the board? Because we have to see what he's going to bring to pass. His whole point of saving you was this scripture right here. This is why God saved you. Let's read it together. Is that, um, yeah, that's it. Let's read it together. But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up. Stop right there. Say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. This is why God raised you up. Okay? You want to get to purpose? This is it. This is why God saved you and brought you out of everything that you were in and made you fall in love with him. You didn't just slip up and fall in love with him. He put his spirit inside of you because he works all things. He put his spirit inside of you. His spirit start groaning for him and it attached and it start changing you and it's going to continue to change you until Christ Jesus comes again. Somebody say God's doing it all. For this purpose, I have raised you up. Let's go. Stop right there. That I may show my power in you. Who's going to show their power in you? God. God brought you out so that his power can be released through you. Through you. And sometimes you say, well, I feel powerless. Yeah, you feel powerless because you're in the way. Sometimes your thoughts are the only thing that's blocking God's power. And we dealt with your thoughts last week in that teaching, but you have to understand, let God have his way with you. Bring me to another scripture. Turn to Proverbs. Wait, wait, did we finish? No, no, let's finish it. And, go ahead. So when he demonstrates his power in you, people start talking about the God that dwells in you. That's God's purpose. Oh, I have these gifts. Yeah, you got his gifts. I got to activate the gifts. No, you don't. He will activate them through you. You headed one way to do this, and you end up over here doing that. But it's God doing that through you, and he's being glorified. Most of us didn't pick to choose to come to this ministry. God brought you here. 
It wasn't by accident. It wasn't by coincidence. God wanted you to get in the presence of God so that he could pour his spirit deeper in you and manifest his presence in your life so that he would be glorified by you. All right, so it is God himself that is doing this, and we have to give him our way. Our thoughts will never, ever work in the kingdom. You have to have kingdom thoughts. Where are kingdom thoughts? They are in his word. This is how you speak now. Speaking kingdom language. Why? Because we are men. But we have a purpose that's bigger than man dwelling inside of us. And that is the purpose of God. Proverbs 19.21 Because if you understand man does not ever win... But God has already won. Proverbs 19, 21 says, let's go. There are many plans in man's heart. How many of you make plans? Uh-huh. How many of you say all of them were successful? Uh-uh. Right. So because there are many, many plans in man's heart. But if man does not line his plans up with God's plans, man's plans ultimately fail. If it's not God's plan, it's your plan. And if it's man's plan, man's plan will never work. Ask the Roman soldiers who tried to kill Jesus. It did not work. Because man's plans don't work. Man's plans will look like they work. Man's plans are what bring fear, false evidence of something appearing real. Sometimes things look bad. And if you get caught up in the bad, it seems bad. But if you can look at something that looks bad and look up at a good God and you'll know that the good God is going to prevail over what looks bad because God plans are greater than what man can see and his plans. Let's go. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand, which means the counsel here is the same thing as God's purpose. So whatever God's purpose is. It's going to stand. So, in order for us to be in the full purpose of God, we not only got to commit our way, but we got to commit Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. We get there, somebody can read it. Commit your works to the Lord, and your 
Okay. Oh. So we're dealing with your thought process. The reason why, when you commit your way to the Lord, the reason why you keep getting these thoughts is because you have not committed your works to the Lord. In other words, you try to take credit for the works of God. And when you try to take credit, you make it about you. And when you make it about you, your thoughts go all off. But God will allow something to happen in your life so that he can have your thought process. Because works are not about you. Everything that happens through you is all about God. And what has happened is we get in the church and we start doing something. And when somebody else is inadequate, we judge them because our works have not been submitted to God. And so we have finger pointing in the church because our works are not committed to God. And then you talk about what somebody else can't do because you were able to do it, but you wouldn't have been able to do it unless God did it through you. So then you got to take yourself out of the equation and know that the only way I was able to do this was because of the power of God that's working through me. Therefore, God becomes the all in all. And before he comes the all in all, you have already blocked him from being the all in all by taking it on yourself and thinking that you did it. Read that again. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Whose works is it? So it's all God's work. And this is where it allows us to say, now, now I want to say this because everyone in here is gifted to do something. And God will use you. He will use you in the church. He will use you outside the church. He will use you in an employment. He'll use you in many different capacities. But it's him. And, And when you commit that to him, your thought process changes because you can no longer judge anything. Because what happened, you are designed to be judges. Thereby, when somebody fails, you judge them because they don't measure up to where you expected them to be. That's conviction. We don't, we don't, we don't, hold people up to the standard that no matter what, they're God's child. When you're one of God's children, God will work through you. And all the gifting, it's all him. So nobody can take credit for anything because it's God working through you. First Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 6. Start at verse 5. Let's go. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. Let's start at verse four. Oh, go ahead. Start at verse four. Okay. There are diversities of gifts, 
but the same spirit. Mm -hmm. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. Stop right there. So there are diversities of gift, right? Some are gifted to care for people. Some are gifted to take care of automobiles. Some are gifted to farm land. Some, some are gifted in many different areas. But even though you're gifted, there are so many different gifts. We all have what? The same spirit. The same spirit. So who activates the gifts? The same spirit. And because we have the same spirit, we can, listen, everything, every gift, in every way, and every works, we can give it back to the Lord. And when you give the gifting of God back to the Lord, your thought process, you don't have to dwell on stuff. Yes, you ever sit down and start thinking about, well, what about this and what about that? And, 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 and then somebody say something to you and then your mind goes over here and you goes over there. God says, get out your mind. I want that too. I'm working everything out. If you get out of the way, let me have your way and let me have your works. I'm doing it all. I'm going to take care of it. We, oh, so-and-so didn't do this and they didn't do that. See, I know because I'm being delivered in that area. <laughs> Anybody in here need a little help? <laughs> this word, this word said, when you, when you can give your works to the Lord, he establishes your thought process. Now, how many of you believe that God's going to work out everything in your life? Amen. So now, stop thinking. When something don't look right, don't think about it. Start praising him about it. Because everything that don't look good is an opportunity for him to show up and make it good. It's not an opportunity for you to bow your head down and say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's an opportunity for you to look up and say, God, you've, already, you've shown up every other time. I know you're going to show up now. And begin to praise God and watch God fulfill the purpose in his life, which is to work everything out for your good. All right, verse number five. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. Differences of ministry, but the same Lord. That means in all the ministries, whether you're ushering, whether you're serving, whether, you know, it's, it's, it's not really you. Who's doing it? The Lord. So it's his spirit. It is the Lord. This whole work is not the pastor. And, and you know, sometimes pastor, oh, yeah, don't touch thy anointing. All of us are anointed. God is no respecter of person. The only difference in this office, when God looks at me, it says, boy, I'm going to hold you more accountable than everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's why I need prayer. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a diversity in the ministry gifting, but the Lord is doing it through the through the praise team, through the ushers, through the deacon, through, through, the, through the ministers, through the elders. The Lord is doing it. Check this out. And so if I mess up one day and don't do something right, you know that God is in charge of my life. So don't judge me. Call on the God that can help me. 
Let's go verse 5 again. And there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Okay. And there are diversities of activity. And there are diversities of activity. But it is the same God. Now, how many of you, there's activities going on in your life? Huh? Football, basketball, um, baseball. Wait a minute. Kids' homework. Kids on Instagram. Kids doing the wrong thing. Kids doing the right thing. Some trick-or-treating, some not trick-or-treating. There's a whole lot going on. But what? It is the same God who works all in all. But it is the same God that no matter what activities are going on, God is working all in all. God is working through demons. God is God, look, God can use anything and God has purpose for everything. So we don't need to talk about a demon. We could talk about the God that has the purpose over the demon because God's purpose, listen, God's purpose will always prevail. Isn't that good? Verse number five, seven. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Okay, so he said, this, this is how he's working it all together. He said, my spirit is manifesting. It's manifesting to profit everybody. Remember I told you at the beginning, this is not just about you. Now, want check this out. God's spirit manifests in righteous living. When Moses went up to the mountain, he was in the presence of God. The spirit, because he was present with God, when he was coming down from the mountain... The people looked up and had to cover their faces because the glory of the Lord had manifested because he was spending time with God. When you spend time with God, the glory of the Lord shines through you in such a way. Wait, wait. So now you get it. When you can be committed to God to get in the presence of God, it changes because when the glory of the Lord comes out of you manifesting, everything that's not right has to get right. Because in the presence of God, his purpose is fulfilled. And so you don't have to get mad. You don't have to get worried. All you have to do is get God. And stay there. Committed to worship him. Committed to say, God, I want you to have my thoughts too. You got my way. What are my steps? But I want you to have my works too. Sometime I think it's me, God. But I know it has to be you. And when you submit and give your commitment to God, 
through ways and works. Your thought process is established by him. So he said, what did you think about that? It's good. Well, what did you think about that? It's good. How can it be good? It's like that because I don't look at it like that. I look at it like this. See, when you can see it through God's lens, it's already good. Because now you'll start thinking about the goodness of the Lord. When you think of the goodness of the Lord, you can't help but fulfill his purpose. That's what God is calling us to. He's working all in all. No matter what. All the activities. Can we get this? I I want everybody to get this. All the activities that's going on with the president and the news and all that, God's in all of it. You you hear me? He's in it. So if you're going to talk about that, maybe you're talking about him. He has purpose in every activity. We got it? God, and all we have to do, give him our way and get out of his way. For these are his works and not thoughts will be of him. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise.